All right, welcome back to another absolute banger from the TDD podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Formula One, the best sport in the world. More particularly, Daniel Ricciardo, my personal favorite driver, um, one of Andrew's favorites, I know, um, and his struggles this year and, and last year at McLaren, because it's a big topic among the F1 community, especially McLaren fans, which we do identify ourselves as McLaren fans as a whole. So, um, basically, if you don't watch F1, Dan Ricardo is an Australian racing driver with eight wins in the sport under the teams of Red Bull and McLaren, um, in which he had his most recent win, a spectacular drive last year in Italy at Monza. You know, he came, he came, he came through the pack to win it, helped out a little bit by, by some wrecks, but still a fantastic drive um, by Dan. And, yeah, he drives for McLaren right now. Um He's number three. Uh, yeah, he's like, I don't know, he's like 33 years old or something like that. He's an absolute unit. That's all you need to know. He's a beast. Anyways, since his – before his move to McLaren, he was one of the most highly scouted, highly touted drivers there was. In 2020, when he was at Renault, a horrible team – not a horrible team, but a midfield team. He finished P5 in the championship, which is very impressive for the machinery he had. His car was not a P5 worthy car. Um, and he really, he definitely overachieved in his time there. In the same situation as Red Bull, he left Red Bull in 2018 because of favoritism over Max Verstappen, who's arguably the best driver in F1. So I guess you could say Red Bull is valid in their favoritism. Um, but Dan Ricardo left in, eight, in 2018 after getting eight, seven wins with that team, including a fantastic. Um, went in Monaco in 2018 redemption uh, for, for Daniel at, even though his, his um, I believe he couldn't get set like sixth and seventh or eighth gear, something like that. in his car, like is a gearbox had a malfunction or something like that. Um, so he couldn't, couldn't get certain gears still managed to win, kept Sebastian Vettel behind the entire time. Fantastic drive. Um, then, like I said, went to Renault massively overachieved. Um, and so the hype was obviously extremely high for Daniel going to McLaren, a team that was on the come up, replacing Carlos Sainz, who went over to Ferrari, and going to be teammates with the highly touted um, and talented Lando Norris, um, a very, very exciting young driver uh, prospect in the sport. And he's kind of disappointed in his time. It's uh, no no secret that he definitely hasn't lived up to expectations um, at the team. But we're here to discuss if, if it is really as bad as people are saying this. Any thoughts? Okay, so to start it off here, you have a you everything that you said was correct. Daniel used to be so so highly um, respected, and one of the reasons why is his driving style is one of the most unique of any driver ever in Formula One with his uh, late braking and overtaking ability. Uh, which people have argued that he has lost that ability. Uh, he is still young-ish for a, a Formula One driver. He still, I feel like he still has a lot of juice left in him however one of the main problems right now is mclaren as a whole their team last year i mean we were doing so well i mean every single race we were competing with ferrari for third and fourth in the constructors um and you know we finished fourth at the end of the season so unfortunately we did lose that third place but the point is mclaren has always been one of those teams where they finish at the top towards the top of the pack you know with uh uh, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, those are like the big four. Um, 
and they've always finished at the top. And somehow this year we're still in that spot, but the threshold is a little different because the top two teams, uh, top three, really, because Mercedes has made an excellent comeback since the beginning of the season. We have um, Red Bull at the top, Ferrari, and then Mercedes. But then we have like McLaren and Alpine fighting right now. And we know as McLaren fans, we are much better than Alpine on every single level, but it's concerning because we are now tied in points. We are struggling and we are not the McLaren that we used to be. Um, and part of the reason why is because of favoritism towards our drivers. Uh, Daniel Ricardo is not getting shown enough love from his engineers. Um, yeah, at all. They, they are really prioritizing Lando, which to be fair, it's Formula One and it's a very competitive sport and they're always looking for younger players. However, Lando is extremely young, very talented. In fact, he has mm-hmm. a podium this season and that's the only podium for McLaren that we've had all season. Um, he is doing very, very well. However, for the majority of the f- of this season so far, we've seen so much favoritism when it comes to pit stops, when it comes to overall strategy. They are just not focused on Danny because Danny, for some reason, cannot seem to get a grip with his car. The car just doesn't work with his style of driving, and it's obvious to every single F1 fan. Um, he's just not performing well. His highest place finish this season so far has been sixth in very, very early in the season. I believe it was week three. I'm about it was to... Australia. It is yeah, home yeah, race. Yeah. And that was a week when McLaren is strong. Um, the issue with that, the reason Daniel is struggling so much and Lando isn't is because the car is completely set up around Lando and Daniel's trying to have to adapt to that, which um, was excusable the first year because they had already um, developed the car for that the year prior. But this current year, the car is still very clearly favored towards Lando. And I genuinely think if they would just balance out the, the favoritism more and design the car more to Dan's liking, his, his performances would improve. And I will say, I do think he, he has been closer to Lando this year than he was last year. I also think that has to this, this part with having a year of experience at the team in general. But also McLaren have taken a step back. And that does hurt everyone's times overall. But if you do look at the gaps, Daniel has had a closer qualifying gap, like time-wise. And he's actually almost even with Lando in, in finishing in race. I think he's two behind. Uh, yeah. And and now to, now, to be fair, with our point here, and this is why we're choosing to talk about this now rather than earlier, because it was still early in the season. But now we're halfway through almost. And – Lando has has struggled these last two or three races as well. Um, now, to be fair, the race today, today's Sunday, so this was the Austrian Grand Prix. They both McLarens did very well. We did uh, we had a great race um, in comparison to all the previous ones. Um, but Lando has also struggled, and part of that is due to strategy. I mean, there was a pit stop disaster in Canada, um, which is being shown on the screen right now. But Daniel Ricardo came in. They were not ready for the – they called a double pit stop when they shouldn't have. Uh, Lando came in. Tires were not ready. It took them so much longer than it should have to get those tires on. Both McLarens were set back for the entire rest of the race. And – the car is just not fast. It's not good. Mm-hmm. We've had porpoising issues all throughout the season. If you don't know what porpoising is, it's when the car like bounces up and down. It's, it it's, makes it a living hell for the drivers to 
operate in. Um, we've had issues all season like that. We've had issues with the pit stop with that example. And then with the engineers, they fix Lando's issues and they attend to Lando's issues. Um, but Daniel Ricardo has seen no major improvement. Um, and he's the honey badger. He is one of the greatest drivers that most exciting drivers we've seen uh, for a while. And the fact that he's just struggling like this is very depressing. Um, but the question that we're you know, ultimately discussing is, is it Danny or is it McLaren? And I think it's both. I think Daniel mm -hmm. can do more to try and improve, but I also feel like a lot of the blame has to go with Zach Brown and then the, uh, the team because they're just not tending to his needs and they're highly prioritizing Lando. And, you know, because of the fact that Lando has a podium, Daniel does not. Daniel is currently, let's see, I had the number one second. He is 12th in the driver standings with only 17 points this season. Lando is currently seventh with 64. So you can see how one driver is obviously doing much better than the other. So why isn't Danny doing as well as he is, as Lando? So. You know, in my opinion, I don't know what to say for the rest of the season. It's going to be a long one for McLaren. We saw it in week one where we were finishing bottom of the pack, and Carter and I had a text message uh, during that race. We were like, hey, what, you know, what's going on? Why are we sucking so bad? It was funny because um, in testing in Spain, we were actually towards the top. Yeah. Like, we were, we were looking really strong. Well, and that's the and... thing. In testing and practices, we're looking great. And then yeah. the race comes, and – we just don't have pace. We don't have we don't have one lap pace. We don't have race pace, um, and it's no secret Lando is fast in the Daniel. Um, I do even think if I think even if they were in a completely different team, like a completely different team where the car was built around Dan, I I still think Lando might honestly be quicker. I think Lando is just different. He's he's an absolute machine, but I mean. Uh, really, I don't think you can fault Daniel for some of the stuff that's happened throughout the year with him. I mean, look at week one in Bahrain. Both cars, uh, they were out of the points, but it was just awful. You know, the next week, next week was Saudi Arabia. Dan was actually running in the points um, and was on pace to score points, and his engine blew up. The engine blew up, yeah. Um, so that took him out the race, which was just awesome. Um, Australia, <laughs> this pissed me off so much. This is another reason of the team favoring Lando. Daniel was stuck behind Lando the entire race because the team would not let him overtake when Daniel clearly had more pace and up finishing like 0 .00 something seconds behind Lando at the end of his home Grand Prix when he really should have been able to pass Lando right at the start of the race. I mean, I, he was right behind Lando the entire time. They were literally – Daniel was matching him perfectly. They should have let Daniel – Go chase them, the the Mercs, but well, they didn't. Um, then, then you have Emila, Daniel, uh, and Lando qualified really close and had both had a strong race uh, in the sprint. Um, got up to P six in the sprint, got some points in the sprint, and then lap one collision with Carlos Sainz. Dropping the majority of people agree that it was Dan's fault, and it probably was Dan's fault, but it was wet, so you can't fault him too much. Um, yeah, but that was a P18 finish at the end of the day. So, well, he had damage. He was running with yeah. damage the entire time for the rest yeah. of the race. Um, Miami, um, both cars kind of sucked again. Um, finished P13. What, 13. Yeah. Uh, Lando didn't finish the race, got hit by Pierre, but he wasn't doing great either. Um, so, another bad race. Spain, 
Um, Dan actually got into Q3, out qualified Lando due to Lando's. Um, he went over the white barrier. Uh, yeah, track time limits, deleted. Track limits, um, yeah. Finished P12 off of an awful strategy. Um, this is like the first real bad strategy called by McLaren. I forget exactly what they did, but it was awful. Um, ended up finishing P12. Um, Monaco. It's yeah, Monaco. Just, I mean, there's not a whole good. lot you can do in <laughs> yeah. Monaco, uh, um, but started he started 14th. 14th and ended 13th. So, you know, it's. Where Do you know where Lando finished in Monaco? Um, let me look it up. I believe, I, I believe he was ahead. He was too. We know the, the, the McLaren does struggle in low speed corners. That's where Dan is losing time. And, and, um, uh, especially to Lando and Miami or not Miami, uh, Monaco is all low speed corners. So, yeah. All right, see, uh, yeah, Lando finished sixth in Monaco. Yeah, so. Lando is absolutely different. So, Monaco, that, that that one is honestly Dan right there, just struggling with the car. Um, but Azerbaijan, this one annoyed me. Oh, my God, this one annoyed me so much, dude. All right, yeah. basically, start of the race, I think it's P7, P8 from McLaren's Lando's ahead. Daniel has so much more pace than Lando. No, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel finished uh, uh, before him. It was an eight and nine. No, I'm eight. talking about the start. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The start. Sorry. Dan was behind Lando, um, and the team would not let Daniel pass Lando when Daniel had so much more pace, um, and they were protected. They were trying to use Dan to protect Lando from, I think, Alonzo or someone like that, um, so that Lando could – just like go get the overcut or undercut or something like that. It was some strategy call and they used Dan to protect him. Would not let Dan overtake ended up almost ruining Daniel's race because it slowed him to allow to be, to be caught by whoever was trying to catch. Um, I think I want to say it was Alonzo, but it, I could be wrong. Um, and so then they, they, they then pitted Lando and Lando still came, uh, came out behind the guy they were trying to protect him from. So it was a completely pointless call by the team. If if they had let Dan run in clean air, he could have um could have gone finished higher than eighth, most likely. Um, still finished eighth, which I thought was a really good drive for him. Finished ahead of Lando. Um, in the end, the team held back Lando from uh overtaking Daniel uh because they wouldn't let Daniel overtake Lando at the start of the race. So I guess that was kind of fair, but still just annoying. They should have let him it's overtake. It's a bad strategy. That that's the at the yeah, end of the day. It's just stupid calls by McLaren. Yeah. Then you have Canada. Dan started Q3, out-qualified Lando again. Um, this time purely on pace, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. qualified P9. And then this is the one with the pit stops that were just atrocious. Ended up ruining Daniel and Lando's race. Daniel finished P11. Um, Lando finished 15th. Yeah, so. not horrible race for both of them. Then you had Great Britain. Which is, um, by the way, excluding McLaren, was one of the greatest races we have ever watched live in Formula One. That race good. was fantastic. It was really, really good. But not for McLaren because Daniel Ricciardo placed 13th and Lando did place 6th. Yeah, that's kind of it. He just didn't have pace, um, was struggling with damage. Lando had a good race. To be fair, though, he was up into right one position behind Lando um, before they switched the cars back around for the restart. Um, so that kind of screwed him over. 
he did do a fantastic job of avoiding the wreck for the most part. Um, Cause like, if you watch a replay of it, he's literally right in the middle of it all. I honestly don't know how he did not get taken out because he is right in the middle. But um, and then during qualifying, um, he was laid out the he was laid out the pits, could not couldn't set a fast uh lap time for the first part of Q2. And then the weather conditions got really bad and nobody could improve mm. no matter what they were doing. Yeah. So he got really unlucky with the weather and then kind of unlucky with the timing. But again, he really, I mean, he did not set the best lap coming right out the pits. I don't know if it was the tire warming issue, but we could kind of chalk that down to the weather also. Then Austria, um, at the very start, he go he got past Lando at the start, and then Lando got past him about 10 laps later. He pretty much stayed right behind Lando for the most of the race. Um, good result for the team. I think it was a much-needed confidence boost. But, um, yeah. Yeah, seventh and ninth. I mean, it's not terrible, but, like, the fact that we're sitting here complimenting seventh and ninth when last season we were finishing so much higher in every race, you know, it's – it's uh it's painful especially when you know we just basically deep dived every single race and what happened with daniel and you know a lot of it there's it's a good mix between his driving pace his unluckiness and then mclaren's strategy and favoritism and you know um it's depressing to see him not do this well i really hope we improve like badly like we need to improve this second half of this season um, mm-hmm. if we even want a shot at, you know, top five in the constructors and we, it shouldn't even be a debate. McLaren should always be in that top five, uh, spot and we're nowhere near, you know, the level of where the bottom of the pack is. Um, but we, even, we see Haas who didn't score a single point last season. And now Mick Schumacher, who had no points in his entire formula one career, just got back to back point finishes um in the last two races so even the bad teams are starting to catch up um and if mclaren wants to stay ahead of the pack they're also going to have to do some improvement but i i wouldn't even say they're bad anymore i feel like Haas and alpine are better than us at the moment oh yeah they're not performing us the most recent races oh yeah so i think i mean credits to them they've been doing great um we just need to i don't like we just i think we just got the regulations wrong it's it's weird the car is very bipolar some weekends it's capable of getting a podium at Emma, it got a, it got a podium. I mean, it was kind of off luck with the Claire spinning, but Lando did put that car there, but then other weekends it's fighting for, you know, P 13 and 14. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, the car is very bipolar. It is very circuit dependent, um, much like it was last year, but it goes to prove when the car is set up around it's set up when the car is set up the way Daniel likes it, he can literally win races with the thing he has proven that he, that can, he do can that. win races, yeah. He can win races for the team. Lando didn't win the race. Daniel did. Build the car around Daniel. He's your proven race winner that you're paying $15 million a year for. Build the car around Daniel more. Give Daniel better strategy. Don't favor Lando as much because that's what drove him away from Red Bull. Truly. I, he was beating Max. Daniel had beat Max at Red Bull, and he decided to leave because of how, favor, how the favoritism was getting. There's a few other reasons, like, such as reliability, but still, you get the point. The yeah. favoritism is getting overbearing and old, and I really think the team needs to switch it up and just yeah. step back and realize. Hey, look, that, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta use both drivers here. It's mm-hmm. The team would improve. Yeah. The 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 whole team isn't just about Lando. Like we know he's the golden child, and we know he's a he could be a generational talent. He, I'm not saying he's not important. He shouldn't you know, 
have favor from the team at all, but it's so much in favor of Lando's side that Daniel is bringing the team down because of it. Yeah. And, and like just, Lando has yeah. hard carried our points this season. Um, it's not even close. Um, no, and Daniel he, has 17 points in the constructors right now. He's sitting in yeah. P12. Yeah. Which is, he has gone up and Lando has fallen down the um, standing. So they are coming close together. That's it's but, still six positions. The difference though, which is there. He's there's a five position difference, technically yeah. six, if you're including them, but um, the point is they're, they are getting closer. Yes, you're correct. But you know, what I'm saying is right now the team is favoring Lando so much that it is hurting the team in the long run. Yeah. They just need to, if they distribute that more back to both drivers, I genuinely think it would help the team improve. Because like I said, when the car does suit Daniel Moore, um, he does good in the car, and he's he's matching Lando, he or he at least he's very close to Lando, and he's beaten Lando in a lot of races this year. The the gap the um difference to them is not that far. I think it's two race difference in favor of um who comes in higher, which is much better than it was at this point last year. This point last year, Lando was absolutely destroying Dan, and it may appear that Lando's doing it again this year this year but i think it is closer than it seems it, it i think it's closer than it seems but not drivers wise i think it i think it's like like um when you look at the finishes it's it's not as close as you would think but the difference between finishing towards the top of the pack which is lando has been doing more often than daniel yeah um it's it's uh it's obvious that Lando is the faster driver. Um, so I think skill wise, Lando is, is still far ahead of him mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, but you know, Daniel, there, there's still a lot of season left, so you never know. You could see an ultimate comeback, but I don't see it happening this year. And this brings me to my next point before we wrap this video up, Daniel has a contract through the end of 2023. If we don't see any improvement now, where do you see his future? Well, I'm not going to lie. I think the damage is already done. He's not, going to resign after 2023 but i'm pretty sure from what i've heard um the team can't fire daniel daniel can leave though so i think the decision is up to daniel like in the contract if he wants to leave i don't think he's i, I really highly doubt he's gonna leave halfway through the season um at the end of the year it's possible but again i doubt it i do think he's gonna finish out his time mclaren we also have to think this is a brand new car brand new regulations and historically, Daniel has taken a little bit of time to warm up to a new, uh, new car. Um, we saw it last year. It's, it's essentially a brand new car for him. So next year, he really could take a huge step forward like he did with Renault. In 2019 with Renault, him and Nika Hulkenberg were kind of going, going pretty even. Yeah. And then the next year, he absolutely killed Esteban Ocon and came in P5 and had one of the best seasons ever and was at the top of the driver market. So... If I think if he stays, that very much could poss- happen possibly next year, but I don't think he stays after 2023. And where I mean, do you think, think he ends up? Because we were talking about this earlier, and you were mentioning Aston Martin for yeah, a I think he replaces rebuild. Vettel probably. Uh, you think so? You think Vettel will retire? Yeah, I don't think Vettel's going to stay past 2023. No way. I don't even think he'll. He might not stay after this year. You never know with that man. I mean, he says he says he really likes racing, but he's getting old and yeah. he's not improving. Like he's just not doing well, and he's a world champion, so he's he's doing okay. Um, he's beating Stroll, oh, but well, that's not that yeah, hard to do. that's not that hard to do though. 
Um, Stroll and Latifi. Why is why Stroll and Latifi still in the sport? I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. On that note, we're gonna leave y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to our uh, our little rant. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what what you think is gonna happen with Daniel. If you think he should stay at McLaren, um, let us know who your predictions are for the championship. I've got Max. Andrew, who do you have? I think it's I think it's either gotta be between Max or, or uh, Checo or Charles. I think it's a three way toss up. But I, yeah. I do have Max right now. He's just so far ahead. Um, mm-hmm. Max, I think Max is the best driver in F one at the moment. Yeah. Lewis is close second, but gotta give it to Max. Anyways, on that note, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, everyone have a great night of sleep, and we will see you next time we upload. Bye bye.